0: There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberries is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com/Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com/Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea, all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com/Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com/Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on Health, Medicine and Nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to another hour of the weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine. It's our weekly radio program wherein we talk to you. You are an essential part of the program, so start dialing 877-726-8255 with your comments or questions. Anything is fair game, 877-726-8255, so long as it has to do with the subject of intelligent medicine. That means uh, the successful... Deployment of all of the above strategies, whether it's uh, high-tech medical innovations or whether it's natural therapies. We put those all together for you each weekend here on Intelligent Medicine and uh, throughout the week with uh, great interviews and podcasts. You can check them out at drhoffman.com. And um, all right, NAC, N-acetylcysteine is a very important supplement uh, I use it a lot and um, it is a premier antioxidant uh, it's very helpful for the liver in fact if someone takes too much Tylenol the conventional hospital approach to dealing with Tylenol overdose and it's very easy to overdose on Tylenol you just take uh, you know if you, you take uh, a dozen Tylenols uh, you can go into liver failure because Tylenol depletes glutathione. And N-acetylcysteine delivers one of the three amino acids that are necessary to synthesize glutathione. The body makes its own glutathione, but only if it has enough building block. Uh, Cysteine is one of the essential amino acids, and N-acetylcysteine is a good way to get it into the system. So uh, NAC, as it's sometimes called, is an important liver-support nutrient. Uh, it is a potent uh, enhancer of glutathione. Uh, it is a wonderful antioxidant. It is good for the brain. There's some studies on N-acetylcysteine and obsessive-compulsive disorder. Yeah, it seems to also uh, have a neurotransmitter effect. Uh, people who suffer from uh, addictions, uh, gambling addiction, Uh, It's been studied as a way of treating OCD. So uh, there are a variety of important applications of N-acetylcysteine. Yet here comes news that um, the FDA, in its infinite wisdom, is proposing a ban on NAC-containing supplements. And already, uh, Amazon... Is running scared headline here Amazon confirms plans to remove NAC supplements the subtitle on this an argument between FDA and the industry over the legality of NAC and dietary supplements essentially forces Amazon and other retailers to take sides so what is it all about well uh, there's no question that NAC is safe uh, you can take very high doses. The worst that can happen is that you might get a bellyache, but um, it's not harmful or dangerous. What it has to do with is something called IP, intellectual property, because it turns out that N-acetylcysteine uh, is also a medication. It's uh, in its... Uh, prescription form, it's sometimes referred to as mucomist. And that points to another one of its beneficial effects. It's used in inhalation therapies as a way of breaking up mucus in the lungs of patients who suffer from uh, congestion. Uh, but it also seems to work when taken orally for patients who have uh, lung congestion or sinus congestion. It's a mucolytic and it is marketed as such, and it holds a patent. So what FDA is saying is that, well, since it is simultaneously a supplement and a drug, we're going to give precedence to the drug. The companies that make N-acetylcysteine as a prescription medication, they're not too happy that you can simply go out and buy it over the counter at one-tenth the price of the prescription drug. Uh, so the FDA is essentially protecting the patent of the drug companies that uh, manufacture uh, prescription NAC. So uh, this is devolved into a big fight between the supplement industry and the Food and Drug Administration. The Council for Responsible Nutrition, CRN, uh, has offered legal arguments challenging the agency's position in a letter last year to the FDA. And, uh, but it turns out that uh, Amazon's running scared. They're going to ban N acetylcysteine, and that means that, uh, Amazon also owns Whole Foods Market. So you won't be able to get NAC at Whole Foods across the country. Um, so, uh, the, what they say here is that, um, they're still encouraging, uh, non Amazon affiliated supplement manufacturers from offering NAC in stores and on websites. And so it'll still be available to you on Fullscript, which is our online dispensary. Many of you uh, utilize Fullscript to get your supplements. Just go to drhoffman.com and click on Shop, and it'll take you to Fullscript. And there you can browse uh, thousands of safe and highly vetted physician-quality supplements uh, where many formulas are either pure NAC or are contain NAC because it's part of many antioxidant formulas. It's part of many liver support formulas, brain support formulas. Um, Daniel Fabricant, interestingly, this guy used to work for FDA's Division of Dietary Supplements. And uh, in a characteristic fashion, People who work for the FDA then end up working for the industry. It's a revolving door. And so having been on the regulatory side, he knows the ropes at the FDA, knows where the bodies are buried, and he knows how to schmooze the FDA. So he is um, uh, heading up the uh, initiative to challenge the FDA's authority in this realm. And he says, quote, What's the public health risk to NAC? There isn't one. NAC has been used safely pre-DISHE, that's the Dietary Supplement Health Education Act. It's a metabolite of an amino acid, an essential amino acid. It's found in onions and garlic. So this is the hill the FDA officials want to die on? I mean, if that's the case, this is going to become obvious to people that all they're trying to do is protect pharmaceutical IP, intellectual property. So uh, we got to push back against this proposed ban. No biggie if Amazon doesn't provide it. There are many other purveyors of supplements, higher quality purveyors that uh, don't just bow to the slightest uh, directive from the FDA. Uh, it They're just trying to cover themselves uh, against the risk that uh, somehow FDA is going to issue a big recall, and then they're going to be stuck with inventory. 877-726-8255 is our number. And uh, this item has to do with the second Pfizer COVID-19 shot. You know, there's been controversy about that because in a lot of countries... They don't have enough vaccine to go around. Here we have more than enough vaccine to go around, so much so that we now want to vaccinate kids with our low surplus vaccines when many countries uh, in Europe and uh, certainly in India are still trying to catch up. Uh, but what they have done in Europe is they've said, let's give people their first shot, and then we'll try and give everybody a shot, and then we'll circle back and give people a shot, later on, because the vaccine supply is limited. Now, they say that you're supposed to get your second Pfizer shot two weeks after the first, as if that lockstep interval is essential for the efficacy of the vaccine. And the thought was, well, maybe they're making a mistake in those countries by delaying the second shot. Maybe somehow the window for optimal immunity is precisely at two weeks and waiting too long could compromise the efficacy of the second shot. Here's a study released just this week. It's the first to directly compare immune responses to the Pfizer shot from the three-week dosing interval, excuse me, I said two weeks, it's three weeks, from the three-week dosing interval tested in clinical trials and the extended 12-week interval that British officials recommend in order to give more vulnerable people at least some protection quickly. So here's what they found. Our study demonstrates that peak antibody responses after the second Pfizer vaccine are markedly enhanced in older people when this is delayed to 12 weeks. It's even better. (laughs) It's the law of unintended consequences. They said, well, we don't have enough vaccine. We're going to delay the second shot. Then we'll circle back and give people their second shot after everybody gets their first shot. Well, it turns out, uh, they looked at 175 people aged 80 to 99, very vulnerable group. They found that extending the second dose interval to 12 weeks increased the peak antibody response three and a half fold compared to those who had it at three weeks. So, you know, that's why this is such a moving target. You know, you think it's inscribed on a tablet from Mount Sinai that it has to be three weeks. And it's like, oh, my goodness, like I'm late a day for my second shot. It turns out that delaying the second shot may be even more beneficial, especially when it comes to older individuals who, after all, are the most at-risk folks out there. So uh, interesting new study sheds light on proper intervals of shots. Wow. Hopefully they'll learn something from that. 877-726-8255 8777268255 is our number for intelligent medicine. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm a huge fan of Kyolic Age Garlic Extract Reserve. Take it myself for prevention and recommend it to my patients with high coronary calcium scores, elevated cardio risks, and compromised immune health. Kyolic's age Garlic Extract research is impressive with over 870 peer-reviewed published scientific articles. Most compelling are studies demonstrating the slowing of atherosclerosis and those showing antihypertensive benefits, ideal for optimizing blood pressure. Kyolic Reserve also works well well, with statins to enhance cardiac protection, it's no surprise that Kyolic aged garlic extract is the best-selling garlic supplement on the market. Made from organically grown garlic, the aging process makes it completely odorless, and it won't upset your stomach. I recommend taking Kyolic Reserve daily as part of your heart-healthy lifestyle. Look for Kyolic Reserve at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at kyolic.com. That's k y o l i c dot com. In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative, the only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. It's 877-726-8255 for calls during the program. But also, uh, you can record a question during the week. Should something occur to you, say, uh, Tuesday morning? Uh, well, you can call 877-726-8255 and pose your question as did this individual. Let's hear it. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. My husband is being treated for H. pylori. He's had two triple antibiotic treatments already, and he still has it. Um, We were looking to find an alternative way that would definitely work, and if not, what should we do? We're a little concerned. Thank you. Okay. Well, you know, there's... uh lot controversy these days about H pylori because uh, you know just to give you the background. Um, for a long time it was thought that uh, ulcers were merely caused by stress or by spicy foods. Uh, we certainly know that ulcers are caused by uh, too much in the way of aspirin or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Uh, they routinely send tens of thousands of people to the hospital with bleeding ulcers. but um, the new theory, uh, that was introduced by a courageous researcher named Barry Marshall uh, was that a certain bacteria was associated with uh, ulcers. And uh, what Marshall did, some kind of interesting, uh, he, you know, he was given this lecture and he was saying, you know, I have this new theory that bacteria cause ulcers and the people in the audience were getting kind of restless and they were starting to you know, uh, shout him down because it's such a controversial theory. And he said, "Look here, I have a vial of this this suspect bacteria that I am going to swallow in front of you, and I will demonstrate that uh, this is the proximate cause of ulcers." And sure enough, within a couple of weeks, he developed an ulcer. So um, the theory went from derision to acceptance to, in my opinion, over-acceptance, because now we routinely test people for H. pylori for all manner of gastrointestinal problems, not just bleeding ulcers. Uh, but uh, when H. pylori is found, they now want to administer ever more powerful antibiotic regimens, sometimes uh, also including bismuth, which is the active ingredient in peptobismol. And And, uh, you know, as a result of this, the bacteria that causes H that uh, that causes ulcers is becoming resistant to many antibiotic regimens they use what's called triple antibiotic regimens multiple antibiotics simultaneously and uh i believe that the vast majority of these treatments are uh overdone they're over aggressive uh they're unnecessary yes it is true that a small percentage of gastric cancer can be due to h pylori but not invariably, because if you look around the world, the incidence of H. pylori is about 40 to 60% in some populations. They don't all get stomach cancer. So what we like to do is we like to use a more natural approach. Uh, one of my favorite treatments is Mastic Gum. It's available as a supplement. You can get it over the counter and take it. It's very mild, uh, and it really tends to suppress the H. pylori. But then the question is, In this case, you really need to so aggressively suppress the H. pylori because you're taking all these antibiotics, they mess up your gastrointestinal tract. You may get rid of your ulcer, but you may develop uh, irritable bowel syndrome, diarrhea, gas, bloating due to imbalanced intestinal flora as a result of taking all those antibiotics. I think it's overdone. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, this is a vital time to bolster our immune defenses. I've received countless requests for a specific list of supplements that I recommend to support immune health. That's why I've created the Intelligent Medicine Immune Support Protocol. My supplement recommendations offering the greatest boost for your immune system when it's needed most. Best medicine is preventive medicine. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for more information. drhoffmanstore.com in addition to the immune support protocol, you'll find easy-to-follow links for our supplement starter kit, heart health protocol, and much more. These protocols are an easy way for you to get the exact combination of targeted supplements you need to help you follow the intelligent medicine lifestyle. The same supplements I take for myself and prescribe for my patients. And for a limited time, you'll get free priority shipping on all of your store orders. For more details, just go to drhoffmanstore.com. That's drhoffmanstore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you and uh, 877-726-8255, our number. Uh, Insomnia medications. There's a fascinating study on this subject, and the results may surprise you because uh, so many people, are taking insomnia medications and they still don't have good quality sleep but they feel that the insomnia medications at least are helping a little bit and this is a study that looks at the long-term benefits of prescription medications for insomnia and their impact on sleep now these include medications by various names Ambien, Lunesta, Xanax, Doxepin, Halcyon, Restorol. Some of these are what are called benzodiazepines. Benzodiazepines are Valium-like drugs that sedate you, but they're highly addictive, and eventually uh, you require more and more to achieve the effect. And they can leave you with daytime drowsiness somnolence, uh, mental forgetfulness, uh, brain fog And so uh, there's a downside to these medications and in fact some studies show that people who rely on these medications are more likely to have dementia. they're more likely to die earlier so uh, it's uh, it's a big problem. Uh, now there's no question that if you have, a very very traumatic event uh, if you're grieving uh, and you can't sleep uh, and your doctor prescribes you some sleep medication they'll work they'll work short-term but when you're dealing with say a lifetime problem of poor sleep and trying to address it with medication the results are not that satisfactory so, this study uh, looked at a large number of women, average age 49 and a half, um, and it looked at the, there there's a control group who did not take sleep medication, uh, and there was a group that routinely took sleep medication. And... The bottom line is that long-term use of prescription meds for insomnia were not linked to better quality sleep. There was no difference found between those who did and those who didn't take these drugs for one to two years. Uh, Many of these drugs work in the short term, up to six months. But of course, insomnia is a chronic problem for some people, and many people take these drugs far longer. So uh, they looked six months out, a year out, and two years out. And they found that none of the one-year changes was statistically significant. And after two years, there was no statistically significant reductions in sleep disturbances among those taking prescription meds compared with those who didn't. So you get all the downsides of these sleep medications, the side effects, uh, the daytime drowsiness, the lack of mental focus, uh, and the dependency, and you get none of the benefits. So the research concludes sleep disturbances are common, increasing in prevalence. The use of sleep medications has grown, and they're often used over a long period, despite the relative lack of evidence from randomized control trials. So we really haven't come up with a pharmaceutical fix to the problem of sleep, and sleep problems really require a holistic approach. It's just not a matter of taking, I would say melatonin, or cbd cbd can be very effective by the way not addictive and works really well to promote sleep in many individuals without the downsides of prescription medications um and um you know during the during the lockdown uh i have used cbd to promote good sleep i don't, I don't really have a, a sleep problem but i just wanted to uh you know alleviate the worry and anxiety associated with covid and uh i have to say I'm knocking wood, um, that my sleep has been profound and refreshing during COVID. One of the advantages of COVID for some people is that they're sleeping better. Some people are sleeping worse, but there is something called corona insomnia, which is a phenomenon by which people have altered hours, no constraints about going to work or school, and their sleep patterns are all disrupted, and they're filled with anxiety and uncertainty about their jobs, their education. And so they're having worsened insomnia. But for a lot of people, they're having more opportunities to sleep, and they're sleeping better. America has a pandemic of sleep deprivation. But um, this suggests that what we need is a concerted lifestyle approach to insomnia. Exercise plays a role In allowing people to sleep better because they're physically tired, not just mentally exhausted. Sleep hygiene is important. Don't bring devices into the bedroom. Make sleep, make the sleep room a a haven for sleep and not for entertainment and uh, a place where you take urgent calls from family members and the job. That's not going to help your sleep quality. So, um, the drugs, and there's so much research being poured into pharmaceutical fixes for sleep and yet we really haven't hit it successfully because these medications after a certain period of time, they work and they don't work, and people are left with poor sleep quality and on top of that, a dependency on harmful drugs 877-726-8255 our number, and you know In these unprecedented times, everybody's talking about obtaining effective immune support. And so I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work. They're they're really different. CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. You take it continuously. It's the only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function. And the unique ingredient is something called PEA. A critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute, on the other hand, is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with the fruit, flower, and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel rundown to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to totalimmunehealth.com and Take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% off just for listening to intelligent medicine. That's totalimmunehealth.com, totalimmunehealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. All right. Um, Texas lawmakers are upset because there's a proliferation of products on the market that bill themselves as meat and beef, but are actually plant-based substitutes. And Texas is a cattle-raising state, traditionally. That's where the Longhorns come from. And so Texas state lawmakers announced on Monday that they approved a bill that will ban plant-based food products and foods that do not contain meat from animals from you. They're not going to ban the products, but they're going to prevent them from appropriating the terms meat or beef to describe the food on label. So you have products like beyond meat. Well, the connotation is that it's meat is better than meat, but it's kind of like all those milks that are popping up everywhere. Oat milk and soy milk and macadamia milk they're not really milk but they purport to be milk substitutes and they make you think you're getting all the benefits of milk when you're getting something else so this texas bill bill number 316 is intended to prohibit companies from misleading consumers according to the dallas news the bill will also keep companies that produce food from insects, plants, or cell cultures, not slaughtered animals, from using the label meat, pork, poultry, or beef. So, uh, it's a, it's a uh, fairness in labeling type act. It's not banning vegetarian alternatives, but it's merely suggesting that they shouldn't misrepresent their products. Products with names like Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers which have soared in popularity in recent years. But, um, of course, the bill has received support from the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association, the Texas Poultry Federation, Texas Pork Producers Association, and other livestock companies. Those opposed oppose the bill include organizations like the Plant-Based Foods Association and the Alliance for Plant-Based Inclusion, as well as Beyond Meat and Impossible Burger. But they lost... Texas is going with the ban on uh, misleading labeling of vegetarian alternatives to meat. It's an interesting trend. I mean, I'm, o- I'm okay with this because, you know, it's, you want to know what it is you're eating. If you choose to eat animal-based products, fine, disclose that. And if you want alternatives, great. There'll be plenty of those around. But for them to appropriate the terms meat, beef, pork, etc. is misleading consumers. 877
1: is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman and this is Intelligent Medicine. Now more than ever, it is important to have a healthy immune system. Many health professionals agree that probiotics are a leading natural therapy for boosting immune health. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman.
0: As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out which can help keep your blood vessels healthy and your circulatory system working properly, including Protocol's unique soy-free form of vitamin K2 that has been shown to promote healthy vascular structures and D3, which helps maintain healthy blood levels of calcium. They're available in several forms and dosages, including a new combined formulation which harnesses the synergistic effects of both K2 and D3. They're backed by solid scientific data and available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. drhoffman.com slash Protocol for Life Balance. Welcome back. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. 877-726-8255, our number. Jot that number down because you can record a question during the week, as did this listener. Let's hear it. Uh, Doctor, I have allergies bad. I'm 85 years old, and it seems like I'm allergic to everything. I think I'll have to move to a different planet. But anyhow, is there anything that uh, you could recommend for a person to combat these allergies. I've taken prescription and non-prescription type drugs. Thank you. Okay. Well, it sounds like you are an allergy factory and you're not uh, even responding to the medications. It so happens that uh, this month uh, I've devoted a lot of time to discussing uh, allergies in, in, in view of the fact that it is spring allergy time across the country. So we have a two part series in our newsletter about uh, the supplements that help allergies, but also the, you know, simple lifestyle and nutritional strategies that can be used to combat uh, allergies. And I also did a podcast recently with uh, Ellen Cami, the natural nurse discussing uh, strategies for dealing with allergies. So you can download that podcast at drhoffman.com. It's an extended discussion, almost an hour on solely devoted to dealing with challenging allergy problems. So it starts with uh, diet, surprisingly, because uh, diet has a major influence on allergies. Now, a lot of people think, well, you know, it's all about the pollen, it's all about the dust, it's all about the cats and dogs. But you can uh, moderate your degree of allergy by eliminating problem foods. And the two most common problem foods are wheat and dairy products. Eliminating wheat and dairy products goes a long way to alleviating allergies for some people. Uh, because allergies are the summation of many different insults, environmental pollution, uh, and specific pollens or, uh, what are called perennial allergies, dust, mold, pollen, I mean, dust, uh, mold, uh, which often are indoors, animals, uh, these are things that are year round. But of course, there's the seasons, and as the seasons march through, you know, you get the pollens in the spring, the grasses in the summer, the, uh, weeds in the fall, and um, so sometimes it's best to create kind of an inner sanctum with an air purifier, you know, make sure that your uh, uh, house isn't infiltrated with mold. These are some of the measures that you can take. Some of the natural uh, supplements that suppress allergies, there's some evidence that uh, omega-3 fatty acids are helpful. Uh, they have um, an anti-inflammatory effect. Uh, also quercetin but high-dose quercetin. Quercetin, you know, one or two a day may not do it, but you may need to take uh, six or eight per day uh, to have an anti-allergy effect. Um, there's also evidence that uh, vitamin C and bioflavonoids combat allergies. Uh, sometimes uh, changing your microbiome can be helpful, and diet will do that, but also the right kind of probiotics. So um, in terms of... Uh, topical treatments in the nose my favorite is clear nasal spray clear uh, helps to mobilize mucus uh, and it has um, uh, a uh, anti-allergy uh, uh, normalizing effect on the nasal mucosa uh, sometimes the bacteria that reside in your nasal passages will actually make your allergies worse and uh, clear has an antibacterial effect so it's made with xylitol. Xylitol combats bacteria. Again, we just did a podcast, uh, on that subject that we'll post this week, uh, with lecture, Dr. Lon Jones, the originator of, uh, clear nasal spray. So, um, there you have it. You know, it's, there's, there's lots more to the subject. You can check out our resources at drhoffman.com. Uh, two articles in our newsletter, uh, one to be published next week and a recent uh, podcast with Ellen Cammie, the natural nurse. Check those out. Download them from your computer or your uh, mobile device. All right, 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, here's a shout-out to our uh, dental friends because uh, dental health is important. It even has an impact on uh, our risk of COVID. turns out that periodontal disease is a risk factor for severe covid so you want to make sure that you go to your dentist for routine visits but you're afraid to go to the dentist because uh well because all those viruses that may be lurking in the dental office i had to go to the dentist a couple of times because some fillings popped out and i really hated to go because well it was during lockdown but you gotta go you gotta go but i was unscathed and uh it turns out Research shows that SARS-CoV infection risk of in the dentist's office is low. That's reassuring to hear. Dental procedures during the pandemic are no riskier, they say, than a drink of water. I guess that depends. <laughs> a drink of water may be hazardous on some, under some circumstances. But it says getting your teeth clean does not increase your risk for COVID-19 any more than drinking a glass of water from the dentist's office does, uh, according to the findings of the study. Um Very, very little risk. They take appropriate precautions. That's not how COVID-19 is spread. So uh, if you've been delaying a necessary dental procedure or even a routine uh, dental cleaning, uh, it's safe to go back to the dentist's office again. And oral health is an important part of your overall health picture. So uh, make sure that you uh, address it. Um, This item is a test that can predict your risk of dying. What is it? Is it your cholesterol level? Is it your blood pressure? Is it even the amount of push-ups you can do? Well, it turns out it's examining your poop. Yeah. The composition of research subjects' gut microbiota was analyzed from stool samples And what they found is that uh, profiling your gut microbiota can shed light on your risk of dying. Certain species are associated with risk. Others are protective. And so the importance of the microbiome in overall aging and life preservation is substantiated by this study. Well, thank you very much for joining us for this weekend's edition of Intelligent Medicine. Lots more resources at drhoffman.com. You can download our podcasts. You can subscribe to our newsletter. Please do. Lots of free information there. And you can follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Have yourselves a great weekend. This is Intelligent Medicine.